Hello and welcome to the Stress Sessions podcast. I'm your host Luke and this week I'm starting off the episode slightly differently because I need your help. Yes, you, and it will only take you a few seconds, I promise. All I need you to do is pause this episode, take a screenshot of you listening to the Stress Sessions, tag me and post it on your Instagram story and I'll repost every single person who shares the podcast. Thank you so much for doing that. I just really want to reach as many people as I can and help those suffering with a mental illness. Right, so on to the good stuff. This week, I'm chatting to skincare expert, actor and author, Mr. Scott McGlynn. After being bullied at school for his looks and sexuality, Scott has made it his mission to beat the stigmas surrounding men's skincare and help both men and women feel comfortable in their own skin. We also talk about growing up as a teenager, suffering from depression and my first ever job working on a makeup and perfume counter of a well-known high street brand. But more on that later. You're listening to Series 3, Episode 7 of the Stress Sessions with Scott McGlynn. Enjoy! Hey Scott. Oh hey, are you okay? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, really well. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not bad. So, I mean, I know quite a lot about you already because I've obviously done my research, but just for people that are listening to the podcast, can you just give me a little background on yourself? Just tell me anything you want to tell me about you and kind of what you do. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm Scott McGlynn (laughs) Uh, and then I'm I'm from um, Cardiff. Um, but yeah, I 2016 I released my first book, and then I launched the Scott McGlynn Show podcast, and then um, you know just being very outspoken about my journey, my life um, coming out, and then um, last year then I took out like a new story about my skin, which is like now a big thing on like online on Instagram and stuff, and I've launched two shows from that, and uh, yeah, just launching everything around <laughs> yeah I, I mean I've tuned into a couple of your shows and they're really interesting because I mean I I don't really know a lot about if that topic's completely out of my comfort zone I don't know anything about it at all so it's it's been quite interesting to tune in and sort of listen to you and chat through what you know because it's obviously it's your expertise so it's it's yeah it's interesting yeah yeah like a lot of people like come to me asking for like advice but all I know is like from knowledge and obviously what I've learn growing up I think that's the only way I've like I'm not trained I'm tolerant nothing like that I just know yeah you know just what I've learned and um you know and 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 there's another thing as well when um one of the shows is called uh, Celebrity Skin Talk so basically these people I get on in the public eye doing whatever in their careers like it's very important like one like I've always grown up wanting to know celebrity skin secrets that's the first thing and then also, you know, people have a journey, like, you know, and, and pretty much every single one of them have 
like has been open about the skin and maybe, you know, and people who suffer from bad skin may not like follow through for a career because of it, which I've come like in contact with so many people like that. And that's kind of like an like, inspiration for the show to say you can do whatever you want, just it doesn't matter, you know? And yeah, so just, it was important for me to do that one. And then I did another one called Acne Uncovered then, which is like talking all about acne because it plays on like mental health and um, in so many different ways, I think people not know about, you know? Yeah, that, I mean, that's, the, that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about really. So I, I read, again I did a little bit of research and I read that you got bullied at school for for having acne and I can completely relate to that because I did too and I think that a lot of people as a youngster growing up at school you get probably about 50% of teenagers that don't have acne at all and the other 50% that do and those that don't have it obviously feel the need to to bully those that do and it's it's really difficult isn't it I think. Yeah yeah you know all like, because I think we're all the same age in school in that in that year, if you know what I mean. Because you know, you join school. I obviously in high school now, so secondary school. You're so year seven, and you're stuck with that group all for at least five years of your life. And in that five years, obviously, that's when you all of us go through the big change in our lives. Um, you know, getting grown up. Um, you know, and uh, and obviously when when that change is coming you know, and skin plays a big part in it. And you, like you though, you know, I loads of people didn't even have any skin like problems at all. Um, you know, and I think, you know, when it's a guy, you know, cause I was bullied from, for that and my sexuality. So I was just getting like double the, um, I was just, yeah, just double the thing there going on. But mm. it's just, yeah, it, 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 but it was important for me because when I did, when I spoke out about it and when I when it went on the Daily Mail on BBC, then a lot of dads was talking like messaging me about like their daughters and their sons and mums vice versa. And it's like crazy how their children's going through the same thing now as well today. And you know, and I went to school like about like 1998, I started to very, you know, so it's not really much change since mm. that time, which is which is crazy. It's crazy. Like I said, I can relate to the whole bullying aspect of it because I had, I had bad, I think I had bad skin up until about 18, 19. And then it just sort of miraculously cleared up somehow. I don't know how. And what would you, so what would you, what kind of advice would you give to teenagers that are getting bullied and that, are, that have bad skin? Is there any kind of advice you give to them? I, I think now in these, like this day and age, I think because there's so much, I didn't grow up with like internet at all it was no mm. social media I think it was maybe MSN I think you know but that was like complete oh uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it was like you add who you want to add in that you know it was very you know do what you want kind of thing but I think now is more open on social media and you can learn and obviously listen to other people's stories I think that's quite important I think that's one powerful thing about social media is that we can connect with people around the world and being you know going through it or being through it and just sharing and knowing that you know it's you're you know you're fine it's not it's not a big issue really you know don't let you put pressure on yourself because people do um and that's you know that's and that's the sad thing about it really but I just say just 
you know, listen to people because like it's loads of hashtags, like it's um acne um tribe hashtag, I think, on Instagram, like and a lot of people just sharing on there, which is amazing because like that's what it should be like. That is a positive message online, I think. And I think just just watching, listening and and um get inspired by them, it does help in a way, you know. And it's, it, with your podcast as well, I think, you know, it was a big thing in people's lives we go through. And I think that's a great thing about your podcast as well. You know, it's just a very relatable thing, you know, and people need to tune into. So yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, th- I think you're right. Yeah. Because the well, these days, I talk, I'm 31. So I think you're a similar sort of age to me. Um, Three, yeah. It's like, oh. Oh, right, wow. You look younger than me. Yeah. And that's a compliment. <laughs> it's on camera. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. But I, I think there's, there's a lot more kind of help and resources, like you said, for people yeah. growing up these days than there was in our day. So, I mean, when I had my acne, I literally used to use Clearasol and that was it. And yeah. That, yeah, was, that was, that was the go-to thing. If, if that didn't work, then it was sort of game over really but it was um it's interesting that there is a lot of kind of help and kind of resource out there now that people can kind of get hold of isn't there yeah absolutely like I I think online shopping I think um you know I like to go out and shop I just do but you know I think if someone's not got confidence to go out like if I was like that 14 15 year old boy going out shopping and and this is one thing actually still bothers me um, because of, it could be a straight guy, it doesn't have to be a gay guy, but when you go into like um, like Boots or Superjack or any shop like that, still like the, all the skin care, pretty much for unisex, it's not targeted just for women, but it's always like shared like with the makeup aisle and stuff. And I remember growing up, like obviously I had no confidence whatsoever. I went out with my girlfriends on a, on a shop and I just always felt like I should not be in this aisle because makeup was in that aisle, if you know what I mean. And mm. and and I think that's something that I think that should change for sure. I think it should be more of like, because when you go, you know, it's an aisle for just buddy shampoos, you know, with cameras. But it's strange that they don't think like that that doesn't like bother people because I think if some people, you know, it does for men for sure. I know that for a fact. I've been there, I've spoken about it, and people can relate. Um you know, obviously when you get older, it's just like now I walk in, I don't care, I just get what I want and that's makeup, anything I want, I just go and get it. But you gotta remember like, you know, when you're not feeling kind of competent yourself already and you're going in there, you know, for a project or anything and you're in like a woman's eye on, that's what I hate about those kind of shops, if you know what I mean. But obviously online, you can purchase them online, I suppose, and, mm. and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, that's my next kind of fashion product, just to kind of shift them along a bit. Because it's true, though, isn't it? Like, if you put yourself back those years, like, would you kind of, would you go into a makeup aisle and get what you want? Because I always thought, I, no. I've, I've got a bit of a story with that. So um, I used Roughly. to work in boots. Um, oh, right, I yeah. At, yeah, I used to work in boots. And I, I used to work on the fragrance and makeup counter as a 16 year old oh, boy perfect and um so i to be honest it didn't it it i i kind of felt a bit of oh i i feel a bit out of place here but in the long run i think it's helped because it's it's kind of neutralized it a little bit for me so i'd 
I don't find it as kind of daunting, um, I think is the right word, to, to compare to what other people do. So I'd have to refill all of the makeup, all of the lipsticks, all of the eyeliners and stuff like that. And it didn't, it didn't really phase me at the time. And then looking back now, I'm a bit like, oh, I, I, I actually kind of did pretty well at that at the time. And it, yeah. I actually found it quite fun because you did get to learn a, a quite a lot of stuff. So um, yeah. as, a, as a 16, 17 year old kid, it was, it was a good experience, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, it's completely changed. It was obviously a lot of like men makeup artists sharing their kind of like like the amazing talent now on social media you know and like they're amazing I know so many women just follow drag queens just to get tips it was like whew, and that's incredible you know but obviously rewinding it back to you know the early 2000s it just it just wasn't existent you know no, um, no. and that's the only kind of thing that always drives me to, to keep speaking up and doing and just putting my all into passions I've got you know and 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 that I will keep taking myself back to that age just thinking it must because obviously it must be you know people aren't that competent you know and at, at that age and I definitely weren't you know I I always say like if you met me like back then you, like, you wouldn't even get maybe a sentence out of me I would never speak ever uh, my head is literally to the floor, like I like facing down to the floor. Like I just didn't even make no eye contact because I thought, like in school, if I felt invisible in a way, and no one can kind of like come in and come in and attack me. Mm -hmm. if, you know what I mean, it's always had like a shield, um, you know. Yeah, and and um, yeah, <laughs> it's it's mad. It is mad, though, but. How, how I've changed because people now like I only got friends probably like five friends from school um I, I've always been in contact with and they're kind of shocked like you know I do lives and I do I spoke to so many people and these celebrities they're just shocked I'm thinking hey okay, like okay because I really didn't find myself until I was about 22 23 when I you know I really started comfortable in my sexuality really thinking okay this is who I am um, you know, and obviously dabbling in a bit more of like products, which I've always loved. And then, you know, and obviously going out and then obviously I went on the scene and then I found like a group of friends and then I just felt more comfortable, you know, and that's when I really started to show my personality, I think more, um, which is crazy. And that's, and I, and for my eyes, like, I think that's quite late to find who you, who you are in my eyes, really, because in infant school, I felt like I was like not popular, but I was just, I was just one of the kids. I was just the per with, with the rest of my, you know, my form. You know, it was just part of it. it was no issues, and and then I think what, how it happened was because my mom and dad took me like into a different secondary school for high school. See, so that all my class I grew up with from nursery basically went to somewhere else. So obviously, I was like a brand new person. <laughs> Yeah, and then they brand new bloody school with everyone knowing each other because they've all come from different schools and they've come in groups, if you know what I mean. So no one really knew who I was. <laughs> like, okay. It was obviously, that was a bit hard as well because I didn't have no one to kind of fall back on either. Um, yeah, <laughs> going off topic, sorry. No, that's fine, that's, it's absolutely fine for me. <laughs> but so, I guess grow, growing up, you did find it quite difficult to kind of, Get, I guess, like a lot of 
lot of teenagers do getting to know yourself getting to know what you like and like just getting to know you personally I think and I think I, I think I did to a certain extent because you have to go through certain phases didn't you so I, I went for a phase of like having my hair like Russell Brand you know do you remember the Russell Brand hair where he used to sort of like do it like a peacock a wild one yeah 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 I used to love so I went I went for a phase that like that and I was like oh this this looks really good looking back at photos now I just think no <laughs> it looks terrible but well yeah but back then it was fashionable you know what I mean that hair yeah. is him you know that is it's him it just it just looks ridiculous looking back now <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I do you know what? it's not many old photos lingering around for me, thank God. No. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I think I'm all right, you know, because of, it was like more um, printed photographs. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So um, thank God, unless some of my friend posts something or something, uh, <laughs> no one's going to see it. <laughs> that's, that's that would have been a good thing for me. But let's so let's talk about a little bit about mental health because. I guess a lot of people that are listening to this will have suffered from a mental illness and I have, and I think that a lot of people do suffer a mental illness in their lifetime. Have you got a kind of mental health story that you you've been through or have you suffered from mental illness before? Yeah, I've suffered from depression um, from pretty much age 13 until I was probably about 21 Oh, wow. Um, and then anxiety, it was really bad. But when I started to be, I think, doing a lot of things, a lot of things for myself, like, you know, with the shows and making my own, it was really, I think, you know, when you own something, obviously you're passionate about it and that's just, it's a driven. And then, you know, and you, you know, you want to get certain guests on and just enjoy the show, you know, and I think that's helped with anxiety a bit more because I've got more. I suppose in that kind of sense but I do suffer from it now and again um but depression was a big thing in my life and um you know it, it all goes it all comes back from uh school that's that's what it started for sure definitely um because obviously when when I was getting buddy for I don't know if it's changed now but when it was a, like a sexuality like you're gay you're this or that like it was constantly every single day five days a week for like it, it started like mid year seven which everyone then was more comfortable I think on where they were if you know what I mean like they're all mm. we're in the new school we've got our groups and that's when they kind of started. that's a young age because I was like age 11 you know um and obviously building that up over and over and it was just um that's where it definitely started from um you know and and um you know, I'm not going to lie, it's been times which I just didn't even, I thought, let's just end it because it's just, I can't take much more. And um, I, I think it's the teachers, I don't know if it's changed this bit now, but I don't know if the teachers, when I grew up, they just didn't know how to deal with that kind of bullying either because it was not, you know, it was physical at times, but they couldn't really do anything, I don't think, if you know what I mean, because it's not a, it just wasn't, I think, an issue, not an issue, but it wasn't something maybe they were trained in because obviously they are obviously trained in some kind of bullying and looking after students. But I think maybe I was like the first for them, if you know what I mean. Um, but hopefully that's changing schools now. I really hope it has. 
um, which that's another thing. So when you go to a teacher for support because yes, you know, you're in their care for like five days a week, like you just would want support, but I just had none. So I felt alone, like I felt very alone, like lonely. Um, and then it was just, and then when like kind of years went on, I was like, made sure I was like the first one at registration, if you know, to make sure I'm checked in. So I don't walk in late and always on top of my classes, not walking in late. I was like the last to leave. Um, and I was always, I always get used to get like the last, like the late to train home. So I'm not on like the busy school train just so I didn't have any interaction whatsoever and no one to kind of put a target on me, if you know what I mean. Um, and it's like, it's so like, I, I, I put such a downer on it because it sounds so bad, but like, I, I was lucky to come off it because I just thought, you know, if I didn't find myself in my mid you know, 20s, like, I don't know, I just don't know where I would have been about People, I think I surrounded, I surrounded myself at that time really helped find who I was and who I am. Um, and I think they've helped me so much. And, and I think, you know, and obviously then I become like a creator. I did stuff like that, but it's all, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mad, but like, I wouldn't even know like where I would be now if that didn't happen in my life. Like, you know, me and my friends on, on the scene and having my little gay bubble, um, you know, and just because we all, it was just, yeah, it was, it was a mad time of my life, really. Um, but yeah, depression for sure, that was, but I'm glad I've overcome it. Um, and I think that's one important thing I kind of, I, I try and, I try not to talk about it too much on my, on my social media, but I try and obviously, like I did a video the other day, what kind of, things I've gone through in my life and people was quite surprised like I, I went through different things and different kind of areas like people didn't even know I had to eat in disorder but that was because I, I was depressed and I, I, I didn't eat and you know and I you know and I, I'm six foot four you know so I'm quite tall anyway so if I didn't eat <laughs> like I was like a, like a twig you know it's <laughs> but I, I wasn't taking care of myself see and obviously that I don't, I think we all know now if you don't eat properly, you know, when you don't kind of look after yourself, it, that does trigger other things because obviously I was very short tempered. I was, I was stressed a lot. It's because, you know, you know, you're not giving your body, your body, the nutrition, I suppose. And, you know, and you kind of living off like water or like snack jacks or something. So I think that was the one I was only eating. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I keep rambling on. I can't. You... No, no, feel free to ramble on. It's, um... You can't shut me up these days. That's the problem, right? My fright. That's why I'm keep smashing. No, honestly, honestly, it's um, yeah. it's it's interesting because again, a lot of the stuff that you you're, you're speaking about, I can relate to because I yeah. So, for instance, like the staying late at school, I I used yeah. to. So my granddad used to live a few houses down from the school I went to, my secondary school. And I used to accidentally miss the bus so that he could take me home. And it was just little things like that. I I wanted to kind of like avoid conflict when I got on the bus and and didn't want that kind of anxiety when I was traveling home. I wanted it to be a nice experience. And I think it's, um, so how did you, when you was in that depressive state, what, how did, 
you said that you, your friends really, really helped at the time. The people that surrounded you helped, really, yes. really helped. How, how else did you kind of pull yourself out of that? I, you know, I think at that time, you know, I just felt very comfortable in myself. You know, I said, right, okay, guys, like, I am gay. That's me, you know, it's who I am. And I just, and that, I think that was a big relief, I suppose, because I've never really had gay friends ever until I was in my mid 20s, in early 20s, you know. Um, and so until then, I think, because I wasn't being myself, I was very, I was in my own shell, literally. I, and I remember one time growing up, um, it must have been like 2000 and maybe six or seven, I just spent my birthday by myself because I just weren't, it was just, it was just like, I was in that bad place, you know what I mean? And, um, and then a lot of, when you're in like a kind of that place of mind, I think then you kind of, you overthink things, I think, because even though maybe I did not maybe text you, but then I might think, obviously you, know, you won't text me, but that's completely fine. But I, I feel like no one will care about me. You, you know what I mean? Mm. It, it's come to that. And that's when I birthed, I was thinking, oh, I'm just going to be by myself. You know, I think I rented a movie from Blockbuster and I just watched it. It was something like that. Um, but you know, that's it was a horrible state, and um, but definitely, I think when I started to find myself, I think, and then they just give me a big confidence boost because in that kind of group, I was like, you know, the the ones are like designer stuff, and the one like the white always like to dress well, and we had like the one that's like very wacky with different color hair every week, and it was one that's like the geek one. It was so many different personalities. I think it was just gelled, and. We just learned from each other, I suppose, and I think that was like kind of the the the, the like the kind of the light outside the tunnel. You know, that was that was my moment to kind of get out of that. And then obviously, when we come to like um, prides and stuff like that, it was just like good celebration, good day out. And then because it was in the day, and you know, because it's, it's a big party really in the field. That's live music and I think then obviously you get introduced to more people because when you go on a night out you just really don't have that um you know it's people's out there to, to have a drink and have a party that's it really not have a full-on conversation hang around you know because when you're having a good time the time goes you know <laughs> in the night so I think like even events like that when you're in a comfortable bubble just obviously ball just chatting to more people of all different ages, like I've got friends who's in their 50, like she's like 55. I met her, you know, when I was, you know, in my twenties and it's great to still connect with her. It's, it's mad. And that was from like an event, like, like, like pride. So, um, yeah, yeah. Long, long answer. Oh, just cut me off. No, it's <laughs> it, is, it is massively based on, um, the people that you surround yourself with, with like it is mad, like how, like, yeah, it's happened. I, I it was one boy who, like, literally, in, have you ever been down Barry before, like, back Cardiff? Have you ever been down South Wales before? No, like, not for not since I was about five years old. So no. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but it was literally so the towns is literally not far apart. It's like it goes from like Barry, then it's like, and it's like so many towns before Cardiff, but it's literally drive-wise, 15 minutes or so. And there's one guy um, who's in dinner. He came to my dad's. I think he bought a car or something from him. 
but I don't seem, I don't live at home anymore, see. So obviously then my dad rang me, rang me and he goes, oh, this person, um, he's from your school, blah, blah, blah. Um, he said he followed you, he absolutely loves what you do, blah, blah. I said, yeah, he's one of my bullies. So like, block it, like, don't tell me, like, just don't know. And I've had so many people trying to, like, connect and request. And it's not like I'm, I'm not holding no grudges, like, I'm not, like, dwelling on the past. You know, I think when I speak about my past now, I think I'm doing it more of a positive way, not so negative. But I won't have no time for you. <laughs> I just, you know, I'm really sorry. But it's true though, you know, if you wanted to get me to get to know me, I think that was the time when we was spending five years of our life together. But you know, um, and now I think like yourself, like people knows what you're doing. Um, they just want to say, oh, you know, we're gonna jump on this wagon and you know, you know, you know, get off the wagon. Um, <laughs> um, and it's mad though how they cope for my parents, even my sister, because she does like fitness classes, things, and a lot of people mask. It's like, don't talk to her. Not joking. <laughs> but, you know, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. 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 It's, it's mad and how, like, you know, because I think like you, we've been outspoken and we've just been so much great things. And people's like, yeah, oh, he's, yeah, what's it going on top of that? Yeah, it's, sorry, it's, sorry. it's interesting because you, again, going back to your situation, why would you want to connect, reconnect with those people when they've made your life and made you feel depressed? Like, why would, why would they kind of think that they have the right to come back into your life after, and although they might not know that they've made you feel like that? Yeah. Yeah, it just, it just seems to be a bit of a liberty. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's mad, it's mad, and um, same with you though. Like, you know, I don't know if you was was you buddies in school as well. Yeah, I, I mean, my my issues in school, bullying wise, were for my um, acne, and I used to have quite large front teeth. I was, they're still pretty big, and I had braces, but I used to have um, the Mickey taken out of my teeth, so they were my main two things. But yeah, I think it's just like. I, yeah, it's mad. Like I, I'm, I kind of like I'd be scared to be in school now, though. I don't know why. Like, you know, if you take me back, like, not not at this age, but in this decade, take me back. I'd, I'd be quite, I'd be quite scared because it's like a lot, you know. And even like the social media, you know, because I don't think you can never, you can never get away from it. You know? No, I, I think it's. It's kind of gone back on itself, though, I think, over the last couple of years. I think there was that period where you had to be a particular person at school to be liked. Whereas I think now it's kind of taken a U-turn and then people are kind of more natural now, I think. That's kind of the gist that I've got. I mean, I, I, I don't have kids myself and I don't know about school. But I think based on kind of what I've seen on social media and kind of the research I've done, I think it has taken a little bit of a U-turn, but which is good. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I, I've um, been to like uh, LGBT youth groups and stuff like that. And they've just like done their own kind of nice little group in school. They just have a meetup and just just chat. And I think, you know, and I, I think maybe a couple of people might have come out since we've left school. But obviously, I think I'm so like, I th- camp. I didn't even know what that word meant. Actually. I didn't even know what gay meant, by the way, when I was in school. I didn't even know what any of these words meant. Google back there, I think, you know, nothing like that. But 
you know, I didn't know what anything those meant because I was all, I'm like always like this and there's like walking camp, like sat in. My voice, everyone just took the off all the time. When you first came out as gay, I think you bought, you, you told the story, I think, in your book, didn't you, that you brought out a couple of years ago. And did you, so was that kind of, did you, because you, when you came out, did was that a positive experience for you because you'd come out as gay or did, was there kind of any negative feeling around that kind of with family friends or any anybody like that um obviously my family was proud of me that I did it um and yeah like my friends the ones who got mentioned loved it um but I didn't name or shame anyone like like I I think I changed the names of obviously the, the the actual bullies if you know what I mean I didn't actually use a real name but you know, you've got to kind of build a character, I suppose. So the readers obviously know what I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> yeah, 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 it, it was um, it was very kind of like therapy right in it. But when I was out, it was like, it was amazing how the response come from it. And that drove me to do more from it, you know, because I didn't know what I was going to do. I was just thinking, like, it's out. Like, it's, I think maybe it was like... And months past. I did like a little mini book tour in Wales. Um, yeah, like I just, I, you know, you just like think of what else can I do to bring more to the table, following what I love and hence the podcast, but that's the podcast I brought out then, yeah. And if you can't, you've kind of gone full circle really, haven't you? Because you used to get bullied for your skin at school and now one of your jobs is basically the king of skin so you've gone full (laughs) circle how how does that feel for you kind of and it must be amazing to kind of stick sort of indirectly stick two fingers up to the bullies at school really yeah it's mad like I just I I I, I didn't think I would if I if I didn't share my story because no one really knew about that they just always thought I was the it's the in the media, people think, oh, it's the person, the gay one who got bullied in school. Like, really? That's what they kind of told me off. And then, um, you know, is it because I've always been to skincare, I used to nick my mum's, you know, and I've always been for that difficult stage. And obviously, like I told you earlier about obviously not being able to shop for my own product when I had that problem. And um, so I just thought, you know, anyone out there, me, boy or girl, you know who 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 just yeah just wanted to kind of share to everyone really you know that I've come from this and now I'm doing this so it's anything's possible if you want to do something just do it you know and it's like don't let things drag you down you know because it was a big thing I've interviewed so many people in Hollywood and actors and actresses actually and these people have been in like big Hollywood movies you know and they've being told not to come out for example because it's going to affect your career which you know they've had this success and now they're starting to come out which we find in a lot of these days and I think I'm really learning how I really understand how the the industry works but it's mad how that how that is how how it is you know how you still still got to hide yourself away um so my kind of job is it's like don't do that you know you you like what you like, you you know, you, you do what you want to do, you know, it's just never be ashamed. This, you know, you were born like this, 
you're, you're born this way and just like Lady Gaga says on it, born this way. <laughs> you know, but it's true, just enjoy it because you, I think we all know life's too short. I'm just got to live it for the best, you know, and just enjoy it. Yeah, and I think it's, it's kind of like a um, indirect kind of link with the stigmas there. So there's that stigma of guys shouldn't wear makeup and they shouldn't be take care of themselves in like a because it's it's not masculine. And yeah. I think that there's there is that I mean there's that dotted line into mental health because obviously they kind of interlink. But I think that that stigma is getting better. And I think shows like, you know, like RuPaul's Drag Race and there's there's actual kind of Netflix series with like actual makeup programs there, which is which is awesome. Yeah. And I, I never really experienced that as a, like I said, I think because I had that experience of in my first ever job and I've been quite lucky with, so my wife um, started going out with me when I had really bad skin and she right. used to let me borrow her makeup to cover my spots up which is which seems crazy now but it I've, I've been quite lucky that I haven't kind of been picked on for stuff like that um yeah whereas I think a lot of people will go through that kind of bullying phase yeah how did you feel like using the makeup from your wife like how did you how did you feel do you think oh someone's going to notice or like you was you like very resistant at the start or would you think oh no go on then like I was very, I was very conscious that it was there, and it needed to be yeah. done well. So I couldn't, I couldn't do it myself because I didn't know how to do it. So I used to sort of say, "Oh, can you blend this in?" And it was only like foundation. It was just literally a little touch up of foundation. But yeah. I, I wasn't, I didn't worry about if if somebody kind of questioned me about it, I'd sort of say, "Yeah, I'm wearing a bit of foundation," because. Yeah. I, I don't, it's weird I'm one of those people where I, I kind of care about the way I look a lot of the time but then if somebody questions me on, on something I'll be quite upfront about it and not shy away from it and I think yeah that's I think that's the the way that the world is leaning towards now people are kind of being more upfront about stuff and being sort of saying look I'm wearing makeup or I'm anxious or I've got depression and people are kind of more happy to speak about the way that they are which is great I think it makes life yeah. a little bit easier yeah like there's so many just men like men makeup projects now just for men and even skincare and all that kind of stuff for me I'm I'm very open like I just I use anything I want <laughs> but for the guy I think who who kind of is still a bit caught like conscious about that kind of you know if it was going to be like a Mac makeup or something like or anything like that more targeted like kind of ladies obviously when it has like a man brand I think to it like for men um because I think I think from my head it's for makeup for men brands only the top of my head I think of but mm. you know it's 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 good I think it's definitely moved a big way but these products though you can never buy in a shop it's only online, so if you don't know about it, you'll never know about it. If, if you know what I mean, um, it's mad, don't it? But it, it, I'm, I'm really happy that I think when you said, because obviously you worked in boots for your first job, I think you know you were surrounded like with probably beautiful women, done up every day, and it was just like you know. And I think you know that's for you. That's just 
like normal it's normal it's you know it's it's great you know because obviously you must have so many customers come to you asking for something to do a makeup right like or something mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah and I, I mean I, I, I didn't really know what the answer was to those questions but it, it kind of it, it gave me that ex- <laughs> it gave me that exposure so it 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 made it normal for me yes yeah and yeah it, yeah it was a good experience I've never spoke to anybody about this by the way so it's, it's, it's really oh, it's interesting see? but it's great though because obviously somebody may listen to your podcast you know because people's very interested in what you're doing you know and it's great to know about like obviously where you've come from and then it could be a guy like I never worked with I think I even applied for maybe and they didn't want to hire like I didn't get the job or nothing or not even in fashion but they hire me now <laughs> Um, but like you know I've never been in that industry you know what I mean like I've never been like I've always I think when I was I was always into kind of like cooking I can't cook but I can't do it but you know I was like my first job was McDonald's and it was like Wetherspoons and then I was working like BT engineering I know oh god I know that was a crazy one but um, you know, and it's always been these odd jobs, you know what I mean? It's not been in the industry I, I, I'm passionate the most about because they wouldn't hire, I don't think, but I don't know, like, I'm not saying anything, but it's because maybe I had bad skin. I mean, that's why, like, I don't know. I, I don't know, but yeah. If I go back now, they'd be like, yeah. It's ironic as well because I I didn't even apply for the job in Boots. I I was supposed to be a sales assistant and I just got shoved onto the makeup counter. So it's ah, it's strange. It's good. Like I would love to work there now. Like I just I would love. Like I would love it. You know. It's just yeah, I would love it. Thanks so much to Scott for coming on the Stress Sessions and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please share, subscribe and shout the Stress Sessions from the rooftops. Post something on your social media, ring a mate and tell them all about it. WhatsApp them. I just want to spread the word and help out as many people as I can and give you something to listen to while you're working, relaxing in a bath or just chilling with a cup of tea. Finally, I'm no mental health expert, nor are the guests that come onto the stress sessions to speak about their experiences. If you do suffer from a mental illness, please, please always speak to someone. Tell them that you're struggling. And if you need to, contact a professional. Help's always there, so please don't ever suffer in silence. In case you need them, I've included a link to a list of the mental health charities and resources in the podcast notes. So please feel free to use them if you need to. Thank you so much again for listening and have a lovely week.